0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Employee engagement topped 72% in 2020. That's up four points from the previous year. That's according to the results of the 2020 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. The Office of Personnel Management acknowledges the results could be surprising given the challenges of the last year. But federal employees in some ways are more engaged precisely because of those challenges. Federal News Network's Nicole Agrisco joins us now to talk through some of those results. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Jaron. So what is OPM's thinking on that rise in engagement scores?
0: So first, I mean, in describing the 2020 results, OPM uses the word resilience to describe the workforce, especially during the pandemic. And, you know, past surveys have told us that federal employees always feel connection with their agency's mission, but I think those missions were front and center, especially during the pandemic. And the data proves that again this last year. So 75% of federal employees, for example, said that their work gives them a sense of personal accomplishment. That's up 3% from 2019. 66% of the workforce said their talents are used well in the workplace. That's up 5% from the previous year. And, you know, I think at the same time, those results are, you know, not especially surprising, maybe given sort of the dialogue around, you know, the previous administration, some policies that they put in place. And, you know, that came up specifically at a uh, press roundtable with the Office of Personnel Management. Kim Wells is the manager of survey analysis at OPM. Initially,
2: I have to say, I did have the staff t- pull down the data again and clean it all over again, because I I, I thought interesting that even apart from the Trump administration or any other administration, just this notion that we're in the middle of a pandemic and to see these scores come up to me was quite surprising. So we did do a lot of digging around. And that's exactly why I wanted to speak with you all a little bit today to think about exactly the kinds of things that can influence scores. And to be really clear, first and foremost, that none of our items measure you know, sort of the whether or not an employee feels that an administration liked them or not.
0: That's Kim Wells. She's the manager of survey analysis at OPM. I think reminding everyone that the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey is an organizational climate survey, it really doesn't measure morale or mental health or anything like that. And, you know, personally, I was interested to hear her acknowledge maybe that she thought the results were surprising. The other thing I'll mention, Jared, as a potential reason for the improvements in this year's scores was telework. So before the pandemic, the survey tells us that 3% of federal employees teleworked every day. And at the peak of the pandemic, OPM doesn't quite describe what that is, but says that 59% of the federal workforce teleworked daily. And as of last fall, 47% of employees were teleworking daily.
1: Hmm. Um, And helpfully, OPM did include some some questions in in this year's FEV survey that were specific to the pandemic. What did we learn from those?
0: So just more on telework, I think most notably, OPM says it it does in fact see a correlation between telework participation and engagement. Here's Wells again.
2: It's really hard to overstate what a sweeping change this is. You know, my own background and interest is in organizational development and change. And generally, you don't see such profound change conducted all at once.
0: That's Kim Wells, manager of survey analysis for OPM. And You know, she says that employees who telework had higher engagement scores there than their colleagues who don't, you know, either because they don't have the technology or because their job doesn't allow for it. And specifically, she says employees who work remotely at least three or four days a week had an average engagement score of about 76 percent. But engagement was clearly lower at almost 63 percent for employees who can't telework. We also learned the extent to which the pandemic really did pose challenges for federal employees. And 23% of employees said that COVID-19 was either extremely or very disruptive to their work. And 48% reported that work demands greatly or somewhat increased because of the pandemic. And more specifically here, you know, 86% of employees said that during the pandemic, their work unit can meet the needs of their customers. That's actually 8% worse than what it was compared to before the pandemic, when 94% said their organizations could meet customer needs. Some pretty high scores, regardless, but that is a difference.
1: I want to circle back to something you mentioned a, a second ago, which that which was that engagement was lower for employees who who literally cannot telework. That that's a little bit surprising to me because I mean they're, in theory, most of those people should be operating in something close to a pre-pandemic workplace, just with fewer of their colleagues around. Probably did OPM have any theories on on why that was the case?
0: I don't know that they had a specific theory, but one factor that could play a role is maybe just the health and safety concerns that maybe employees experienced if they were working a frontline job, maybe a TSA agent, border patrol agent, someone like that, as opposed to someone who can work from their house and they're not experiencing some of the health and safety concerns that others did during the pandemic. That's one factor that did come up in all of this, but I'm not sure that OPM directly sees that as evidence there.
1: That's a totally reasonable conclusion. Um, so, So what else stood out to you about the 2020 results, Nicole?
0: So Jared, I was pretty surprised to see how well supervisors and agency leaders did in 2020, especially compared to previous years. Those scores have always been kind of middling, I'll say, but they really did improve in 2020. So, 62% viewed uh, leaders, that's usually senior leaders, maybe agency administrators, that kind of thing, uh, favorably. That's up 5% from 2019. And the score for supervisors went up 4%. And OPM says, you know, a lot of that could be in part because of the flexibilities that supervisors and leaders implemented during the pandemic. So, telework, flexible work hours, um, some childcare flexibilities as well. Another interesting thing that I'll point out here is 51% of federal employees said their agencies recognize differences in performance in their work units in a meaningful way compared to 39% in 2019. And that question right there was the one that the Trump administration often pointed to as a reason for needing performance management changes, particularly on the policy front. Today, OPM says it doesn't really have clear evidence for such a huge change, and they acknowledge it really is a big change. But they did warn against making maybe too many direct comparisons between this year's results and the previous ones. One, because the survey was administered at a different time of year. OPM had to delay it because of the pandemic, so they put it out in September, October, November, compared to usually it comes out in May. And the survey itself was shorter and those differences could potentially sway things one way or the other.
1: Very interesting. Federal News Network's Nicole Agrisco. Thanks very much, Nicole. Thanks, Jared. And you can find a lot more details on this year's Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey results at federalnewsnetwork.com.
3: We now bring you a
1: special presentation from our friends at WEPA.
3: Shane, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us about WEPA and your new podcast? Mike, great to see you again. The podcast series Lessons in Leadership what we're trying to do is, is take a deeper dive, a different angle into the conversation around leadership with great leaders at all levels of government. Uh, since the 1900s, leadership has been studied in a serious and academic way. Uh, great man theory, the leader follower theory, the inspirational leader, transformational leader, all of these are backward looking um, development of styles, looking at an individual, figuring out how they did leadership, and then translating it into a form that we can use today to learn, to perhaps emulate, copy. But great leaders, they have more than one style. I think, I truly think that a great leader can adapt and transform into the role that's needed at that time. So, what we're trying to do is, is talk to great leaders and go a level deeper. Tell us about your, a story in your past. Tell us an inspiration that really affected your ability to lead others. And this certainly applies in the uh, federal space. The federal government, it's over two million employees. Great leaders are throughout the federal government, both at the top and the middle ranks. And what we want to do is ask them to pull inside their memory, pull inside their personal history, find those moments in time when they were changed, they were inspired, they learned something about leadership from another person, perhaps it was uh, from themselves, and they brought that to the workplace, and they inspired others and became great leaders. So that's what we're trying to do with the podcast. Okay, so I, I get that you wanted to start with leadership, but what makes leadership such an important topic right now for federal workers? Great question. Leadership today is tested like never before. Um, Today's, if I had to put a leadership style, if I had to put names to it, we hear about um, empathetic, we hear transparent, we hear uh, inspirational. So today we have COVID, we have a down economy, we have people we have social uh, injustice that we're dealing with. There are many new factors. And it's drawing, like never before, on a leader's ability to pull from within themselves and adapt to the current change. So leadership today is almost brand new again. We're taking all kinds of different styles, attributes, learnings that leaders have. They're looking at the current situation that we're in, and. Understanding how do I move groups of people? How do I move my employees? How do I inspire? How do I get them to the next best place? So I think leadership today, this conversation uh, is extremely relevant, perhaps more relevant than it's been in several decades. You know, we talk about an employee's personal route to growth, but what role does the management side have in this? I think in the federal government, it's it's a little bit different than it is in the private sector. Uh, My father was a civilian federal employee. Uh, He joined the federal government in the 1960s. John Kennedy, he was inspired by ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. He had opportunities to go in the private sector. That notion of service inspired him. It inspired an entire generation. I would like to think that call to service, which is unique in in the federal space, in the government space, still exists today. Well, that about says it all, but is anything else you'd want the audience to know about you personally or WEPA as an organization? Uh, I have been uh, around the group affinity insurance world for... Um, three decades uh, I've led. This is my second uh, major organization that I've led. And I will tell you that we impart this feeling, uh, you mentioned it, Mike, about service, this notion. We serve those who serve. And uh, I will tell you that it's refreshing. It's a blessing to be there. And <clears throat> I have so much respect for civilian federal employees at every level of government. In this podcast, we're hoping to talk to Leaders which are similarly inspired and can share their learnings over a lifetime. And uh, this will be useful information uh, for anybody in government service.
1: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally,